Oh, it's buffering. Oh, shit, your internet for life. Oh, we live. Bam! Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we left you without a beat, without a podcast to step to. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, returns. Your favorite podcast. Stakes is hot. Baby! Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I remain co-host Troy Hunter, a.k.a. Tall Black Guy, on the spot, making it hot because it's cold. It's going to be cold out here after a minute. And ladies and gentlemen, my co-host. I'm your boy, Terry Gant, a.k.a. Doc Midnight. I am live and direct from E-Town, which I don't really get to say enough. Evanston, <laughs> 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 Illinois. I'm happy to be here. Can't believe we're back. We've been going through some things. It's like a Roland Emmerich movie out there these days. You know, werewolves running the streets. Like, yeah, we back though. We started, so, ladies and gentlemen. Also helping us bring the bring the liveness to you. We return. We we welcome. We are enamored with the fact that my man Jeff Smith is in the spot. Keep it hot. COVID free, bitches. <laughs> Staying now, he's, free. he's had to go and check a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a couple times, right? You know, yeah, it's the so winter, you got some sniffles. It's not, it's not good, but I'm here. I'm ready to have a good conversation. I'm upset I ain't got a drink. Um, but you know, it he is was what trying it is. to give Jeff the COVID too. They was like, Jeff, you should come down here and get this COVID. They was trying to give me the COVID. <laughs> they were trying to give me the COVID. Yo, man, we got a glass for you. We keeping it on ice. Yeah, you it was, it get was, some of this. <laughs> It was tough time. It was a tough time, but you know, I'm back. I'm healthy. Losing weight. Good enough. Losing weight. All right. Is that weight. why you ain't got to drink? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's working with your weight. That's why I, right. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, ah, do I get a cupcake or do I get a, you know, a fifth? That's some, that's some math. Yeah, okay. it's tough. It's tough. It's a yeah. calorie balance. It all depends on the day. You know what I mean? It was Sunday. It was football. So I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to fuck this pizza up. So okay, uh, all right, okay. Yeah, I'll skip the booze. Yep, all right, real, right. But so yeah. what's good, man? What's on the agenda today? Yo, so we're gonna talk about our regular shit. We're gonna talk about the stuff that you know the stuff. I, I think at this point, you know, in this dumpster fire, what we got going on, we got to talk about. We gonna we gonna touch on the shit that makes us angry, but we got to. Do I know exactly where I'm going there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we yeah. But we also got to talk about the stuff that's helping us get through. And I, I think that's going to be a big, I think that's going to be a, I, I want to put more energy toward the positive because yeah, the, yeah. Negative, the negative is, is, is killing me slowly in here, but there's some good stuff out there that's keeping us going. So, I mean, we, we, we got to talk on it. We got to speak on it. Let, let's, let, let us touch on the shit that makes us angry right now. And all right, so, so, all right, look, um, Part of it is is what I'm noticing is like um, the other day there was like Spider Man news coming out out of Marvel, right? And they was like, "Here's some Spider Man news, and guess what? This next movie we're gonna have Tom Holland, and Andrew Garfield, and 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 Shia LaBeouf and shit. Everybody gonna be Spider Man, right? Like everybody, mama gets Spider Man in this movie, right? And like I don't care if you bring Tobey Maguire back. I don't care if you found a way in which like like my man Ferris Bueller gets to be Spider Man. You want to do all that shit? You want to do it? fine. And once upon a time, I might not have given a shit. I might have been like, oh, this is great. Crisis on Infinite Spider Mans. I'm down. <laughs> but honestly, after Spider Verse, I gotta be like, man, I don't want to hear that you found eighteen different like kind of like 
18 British white dudes, five American white dudes, 16 Australian white dudes, and they all gonna be Spider-Man. And then like a week later, you're like, oh, oh, Miles Morales may make his big screen debut. Look, man, we are now 2020, about to be 2021. The world is saying to you, you were good for 10 years. We're done with that now. It's time for you to catch up to us, right? And it's not even like black people saying it, right? A good chunk of everyone who sat and watched Spider-Verse said to themselves in a weird, it was almost like a, a moment of weird nerd introspection. You had to do some self-reflect. Like, I devoted 10 years to Marvel movies and they didn't give us this? Right. What the shit? You know, Marvel Studios didn't give us a, a living, breathing, multimedia, like, 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 deep storied affair that Marvel Comics were built on, right? Like, finally, someone gave you the thing that inspired Marvel Comics in the first damn place, right? They, they gave it to you in the form of this animated shit, and you're telling me about to do a live action thing, and the only thing, the most creative thing you can think to do is bring Toby McGuire back, and Andrew Garfield, you know, and, and Jamie Foxx. Like, and I, I felt like, man, if this was five years ago, I might be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, I don't give a shit. No big deal. No big whatsoever. We five years ago we would be like, they could do a Green Lantern movie, but not have John Stewart in. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm moving on though. I don't care. <laughs> you know, they gave you Aquaman. It was Jason Momoa. He was like, he he brown. We cool. You know, it's Aqu I got Aquaman. You know, now it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You you can do a lot better than this. You're basically giving us the shit you already gave us, and we don't really need that. It's not even that we don't want it, right? Because I want Crisis on Infinite Anything. Like, the, the, I've, I've long said that Marvel's greatest ability is its ability to take a DC story, rub the serial numbers off, and pretend that they invented the shit, right? So, like, you, you, you are basically doing a DC Comics tradition, right? And, and you're going to pretend it's a thing that you would normally be doing when you denied ever doing this kind of shit before. And I'm okay with you doing it. I just, I just feel like the headline ought to be here comes Spider-Man 3 starring Tom Holland introducing black actor X as Miles Morales. The plot is we got a whole bunch of Spider-Man coming together and because Spider-Man 4 is Miles as shit. Right? Tom Holland gets to be in all the Avengers joints or whatever the hell, but Tom got to share the screen with Miles going forward because literally that's what's happening in comics anyway. We have, we have Miles Morales for the 21st century, right? We have the Spider-Man that you've always basically wanted, even if you didn't know you wanted, and some people are literally screaming for it. And we have Tom Holland for those of you who just need sandwiches with more mayonnaise. <laughs> if you if you miracle with fine, huh? you don't want it mayonnaise, you want miracle with fine. You get Tom Holland for that. Like, and this is not a knock on Tom Holland. It's just saying that Tom Holland is effectively safe. His Spider-Man is funny. His Spider-Man is it's, he's good. He, he plays the role very well. His Spider-Man is. He's Peter Parker. He gives you a Peter Parker that is a young kid who is nervous. He's constantly fucking sweating. You know, he'll sweat through anything, right? Like he's he's he'll stick to a wall and have that dumbass look. Like, what do you mean I'm overdrawn on his face all the fucking time? You know, and, but Miles Morales, that kid is like a modern American teenager, right? And it's gonna be a modern American teenager probably for the next twenty years. Like, so why not give us a Spider-Man fit for today and let that be the damn thing? Since the damn people have been telling you that's literally the thing they're responding to in droves. You could hatch a kid tomorrow and show him Spider-Verse, and he, he would be like, why is not everything this way? <laughs> you know? So that, that just kind of bothered me. And then to contrast it, I keep seeing news about like static 
is going to get like a movie and it's it's a Jordan Jordan is going to produce the shit and Reginald Hudlin is involved and everybody's all up in arms they're, they're over the moon because milestones coming back and that pissed me off and it pissed me off because we really get to the point where we start like settling for shit and I, and I feel like again for the same reason that you want Spider-Verse all up in your face again stop settling for anything with the word milestone in it right it is not new shit if they're giving you a concept that basically was created in 1996 right you get a 1996 concept that is, is in your face by 2026 and you start acting like at last they're, they're paying attention giving you a new thing they're not giving you a new thing they're in fact giving you the opposite of a new thing right and you feel like it's a new thing because this is literally the one time you could create a new thing that people could accept and you won't do it you're going right back to the well that like had these other dudes kind of like gassed up back then like yeah well, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't pop for 30 year old concepts it's part of it though because like the people that are making the decisions um you know they're green lighting this stuff right but like they don't really know how to do this shit you know what i mean so, yeah. so, so they're just they're just looking for a blueprint and following that right like yeah. we have the same conversation yeah. about like diversity right it's like when yeah. we talk about diversity in, in like jobs people want to do the same shit right like oh well you know we gotta source our networks it's like well your networks are 98 percent white so you know if you're trying to get diversity sourcing your networks isn't going to work and you're, like gonna, you're gonna go to the same damn well you went to right. already <laughs> right yeah so i feel like it's the same thing with 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 this stuff where it's just like the people that are making decisions um are the ones deciding what to green light instead of going to creators and saying, hey, I need something that talks to this audience. Create me something. And and you gotta know, understand that there's a difference between create me a fresh thing that will that will work in this market versus adapt the thing that is an old thing to make it work for this market. Spider-Verse is an adaptation of an old thing that was made to work for this market. So you, you take Spider-Man, a 1964-ass concept, right? And who's had iterations over the decades, right? And then you have found a way, thanks, Brian Michael Bendis in 2002 or something, came up with the idea of having a Black Arican Spider-Man, because why not? Literally, he had to say, why not? Right, because no one else was about to ask why not. Right, not not for a permanent solution. You know what I mean? Not a solution that could be in your comments every damn month, as opposed to for three months. Right. So that's how you got Miles Morales in the first place. So um, DC is doing a, a, um, a future thing happening in January and February in their comics, and in their Justice League book, a lot of people were confused about this black black female Green Lantern. Right. Yeah. But but it's Joe Mullion. It looks like it's Joe Mullion or Mullion from Far Sector. And there's a lot of cats out there who don't really read comics who aren't they're definitely not up on far sector from dc comics but one of the best books they got going written by nk jemison and that character is kind of a breakout green lantern that i can see dc like editors being like we need to get her in more books but you don't get her in more books immediately because the whole point of the the imprint she's on which is um um the the gerard way imprint right uh the the, the whole point of her being there is it's kind of separate from the dcu so in a future timeline, she's a part of the DCU. Good, we can start using her, which means that it opens up the door for other cats to be able to like use her in, in other books too. And and folks would be surprised at the number of non-cis white male Green Lanterns there are just on Earth, right? How Jordan and Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner on Earth. Kyle Rayner's technically Mexican, mm -hmm. right? But but there's like Simon Baz. There's 
uh, Jessica Cruz. Like there's there's people out there that get used, right? And man, like you are going to see more of these characters. And if you don't use them, what you're asking someone to do is take a hypothetical Joe Mullion, have her be not related to anything in the DC universe at all, just drop her on the stage in whatever capacity her abilities and her story is and tell the entire fan base, love her and support her, which won't happen, right? They need some touchstone in the market already where they can go, oh, she's related to Superman somehow. Right. Okay. I'm oh she's related to Batman somehow. Oh, I'm in, right? That that draws you in. Because I can't tell you that the last time a character hit the stage that was unrelated to anybody that became a breakout, right? The breakout still took time, and those characters were Firestorm, Wolverine, Gambit. Gambit happened to just be in the X-Men, though, right? Wolverine got pulled out of a Hulk comic. Firestorm came out of nowhere. Everybody else is connected. Everybody else who's a breakout character was connected to some other thing in comics already. Deadpool connected to the X-Men, right? Like, like you, 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 you start naming sense, characters. But, like, you can, you can do that with a fresh character still, though, right? Like, you, you can have the tie-in um, to establish them. The, the tie-in tie allows you to drop the character out there for a month, bring the character back in six months, drop the character for three months, it goes away for two months, bring the character back six months later, right? You can you can ease the, the market gets used to seeing the character. And then when they're telling you, we want more of this, once you really got it all fleshed out, give them their own series, right? Five years later, they get better than their own. You know what I mean? They're on the second series, the third series, right? right. Because you're gonna that series is going to get canceled. That doesn't mean failure. It means it means that sales drop because sales always drop, right? That by that time, the character's on a damn cartoon anyway. The character's in a video game. Everybody, all these kids, you're playing the character in Marvel Adventures Ultimate Alliance Galactus Strikes, right? You're you're playing the character anyway. You love it. You ain't thinking about where the hell the character first debuted in comics anymore, right? For but if record, you tell, what's that? I was going to say too, just to throw it out there, just so it's confirmed. For the record, I was not aware of Far Sector. Um, yeah, it's it's in the, it's the same imprint from DC Comics that does Doom Patrol. Um, they did uh, Doom because Doom Patrol still gets series. Yeah, uh, he had a Mother Panic was set in Gotham City, but it was a it was a it's a superhero vigilante chick in this kind of dope ass like kind of armor. Right. Almost she looks like cross between Iron Man and Moon Knight, right? But she's in Gotham City, opposed as like kind of opposed to Batman, is unrelated in any way to Batman at all. Right, Wait, this that is far sector you're talking no, about. That, that's, no, that's that's no, Mother oh. Panic that came out a couple okay. years ago. Far sector, her whole Green Lantern, she's a Green Lantern. Whole shit though is she is so far out in the middle of nowhere, right? That she is unrelated to the rest of the Green Lantern core because they don't know she's there. Mm. They've forgotten her. She's she's stuck out like she's she's like in, in Voyager. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> right? Like she's so far removed. Whatever the whatever the Guardians of O are talking about, she don't know nothing about that. She's just literally doing her detective work and shit on her own with no, no, no contact. If anything, I'll tell you, like the closest thing that that it, what it reminds me of a lot of times is the way that people were still bugging about how is Discovery related to Star Trek, and you just stop asking the question, just enjoy Discovery, and you'll get there, right? How's it related? Mm -hmm. But it's fucking good. Yeah, but you know, it's great. Yeah, I just started season two today or yesterday. Season three. Yeah, the thing yeah, is season two. Her green lantern ring is special too, so it's, yes, it'll be, that's a plot point. Yes, 
Um, and I feel like, like like that's that's kind of it. Like you you, I don't even think there's like enough Green Lantern fans to ever in a, in any other context straight move the needle to be like let's invent a new Green Lantern and that shit's gonna carry the day, man. People gonna get into it every time you invent a new Green Lantern. It's like oh shit, another one. Yep. That's even how I feel. They that's straight made a, like, they made a unique one, right? They they dropped a unique one on you, right? And now that's the one I want to see more of. You know, but if you say Look, nah, man. Why don't we just why do, why do, why do they, why don't they just make a, a fresh character and not have her be a Green Lantern, have her be totally unique? I will tell you the number of times that shit happens, and what it means then is all those people get to ignore it, right? You get yeah. to you get to be like, oh, but I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's C two E two. I mean, you got a bunch of people, especially black creators, black Latino creators, who are like, yo, I got this whole new thing. You be like, yeah. Yeah, because you're not connected to anything that I know. Yes, right? you can have a whole world. You have this whole fiction. You have your old thing about they live in this dimension, and this dimension, this thing happens, and they have this mineral or they have this heat source or whatever. You're like, yeah, but do they talk to Superman? Does Captain that Marvel question get asked? Randomly, and, and the solution no. to this, the solution is literally is sometimes. You are trying to literally like fly before you can run, before you can walk, before you can crawl. So break in, right? You you can do original shit. Do original shit. Understand you are doing independent original shit and millions of people might not catch it, right? Fine. But get it done, right? Because that will get you more work, right? Which will get you more work. And ideally, when you're when you hit kind of like your critical mass for doing like four higher work. You walk away to do that original last thing that we're all been starving for. So don't give your best ass ideas to DC and Marvel. You don't want to do that, right? right? But yeah. you definitely need to, need to finish some work, right? But you can't expect the entire world to turn your way because your shit's original. It's original, but if I go one aisle over, there's a dude with the same damn idea. Right. So two things. One, I think we, I think people underestimate too the how, like how much further ahead you are than most people just by finishing some shit. Yep. Right. Like I, I think people like completely underestimate that. It yep. can be garbage. If you finish it, I'm sure you're going to get it printed somewhere. Yep. Right. <laughs> just finish it. You but what is it about this? And this might be just just me, but like, what is it about the superhero genre that makes that establishment a requirement? Like if you got a creator owned original detective graphic novel or detective yep. series, sure. it doesn't have that same hurdle that you have with the superhero. Well, what is so, it about the superhero so genre? It's 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 mad easy. Superheroes happen to be 75% of the market, right? So if you if what you're doing is aimed at 25% of the market, it needs to be ace, right? For you to make it. You're only you're just breaking into it, right? You're you're coming into us now. You're you're putting a book out. It's your first graphic novel, but you're aiming it at 25% of the market, which means you can't slip up at all. You gotta be on point with your storytelling, you gotta be on point with your layout, you gotta be on point with your inking, you gotta be on point with your lettering. You can't don't be adding like color computer color to the shit, thinking that oh my god, I'm gonna have these best ass colors in it, but you ain't trying to pay nobody to do the work, right? Like this is your problem. Right. It's not that you must do superheroes. It is that you want to, a lot of people. Everybody wants to do superheroes. So, OK, now you're breaking into 75 percent of the market. Right. If you want to get to 75 percent of the market, how do you do it? There's there's a channel for what the standard is there. 
right? But, that, but but I mean, I think it sounds like you're talking about from the creator side. I'm talking about from a from a purchaser side. So like okay. when I see two books laid out and it's you're like, in my oh, shop. Let's say like, hypothetically you're in my shop. You're right. shows. Yeah. Here's an original, you know, creator own creator uh, own content about. Uh, the superhero who gets his powers from the sun or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. And then you're like, and here is a lesbian love story about two people that haven't been in contact with each other since high school and meet each other and fall in love. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try this one. Yeah, I'm not so fucking with this thing though, because that's a superhero thing that I don't know anything about, but you know, lesbian love story, count me in. Yeah. Because, because that's at least new to you. Right. Again, it's in 25% of the market, people are taking more risks to literally give you a new thing. You as a consumer look at that and say, I haven't read that five times in the last three months. Mm. Right? You will look at that. It's particularly now in your, 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 your COVID lockdown, right? You are starved for new content. Right. I've seen enough bad superhero comics. Yes. I might as well try a bad you, You've seen story. enough guys attempt to give you <laughs> their Wolverine and their Batman, right? You can now look at a shelf and go, oh, Oh, wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about cowboys on submarines? Right. Okay. Right? Oh, you know, like you I'll I'll wait, somebody some there's a there's a lesbian run pet store on Mars, right? Like oh, but like they're they're besieged by vampires? What? I'm right. in. I'll buy volume one of that. Right? Like it's that thing, right? You when you're when you're 25% of the market, it is your your job now is to understand that it's easier for you to stand out. Because you're not doing superheroes, but the problem is don't expect 75% of the market to run to you, right? You as the consumer will look at that and go, you know what? Let me pay attention to 25% because I know damn well Marvel and DC just give me more Batman and more Spider-Man. Right. When you're looking at that 25%, now you can read the back of those, those graphic novels and see what they're really giving you, right? Pay attention to the creators doing it. Pay attention to those writers and those artists, right? Pay attention to that shit because those are going to be the people that when we're out of COVID, when we're out of this pandemic and before we hit the next one, those are going to be the people whose work you follow to wherever they go. Right. Because, I mean, shit. And, and sometimes, like you said, it's like the hook, right? Like, Far Sector, the reason I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm buying it, you said N.K. Jesmond, right? And I'm like, oh, all right, done, yeah. right? Like, I didn't yeah, even know yeah. what it was about. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. click. yeah. I have people who come into my shop and they'll just there's there's one name that they really like or two names they really know for writers or creators or whatever and they'll go do they have anything new and I'll be like not exactly they go is there anything like that and I'll be like let me tell you let me walk you over here right like that's a thing we can do that right because from the consumer standpoint a lot of consumers it's not that you're you 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 can't do original when it's in front of you right it's more like you just need something that isn't what you've already been bored by. Mm -hmm. And the work you're still going to likely get is top notch. So if you're at C2E2 and you're going down the, the aisles and everybody's trying to sell you on a thing, now you got to compare the, look, the book you're looking at that some kid's trying to sell you to like what you got when you read Saga. Or like, like Troy just called me yesterday talking about Sandman, right? Like, like the, in our brains, the only thing we naturally are going to compare, right? We're going to compare and contrast. Mm -hmm. And if I look at your work and you're giving me some supernatural story about dreams and 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 gothic this that and the other thing and it's dark and mysterious and there's mythology involved and if man if you if you invoke Neil Gaiman's name I'm gonna be like oh oh um, okay uh, well I need you to polish it you know like like part of it is if I got if I got money to burn I'm supporting everybody right if I ain't got money to burn you you went too far 
trying to sell your thing, right? I already got that thing. Yeah, I know what that is. I need you to not do that. Yeah, I you mean, just, I mean, only to your point with the that twenty five percent, like you know, also what 20, 30 years ago, there, that didn't really exist. Didn't exist, right? So you know, you had then Bone, Grendel, uh, Sandman, yeah. like all these little, all these left of superhero shit came out. Yeah, and like yo, we're giving you a story, we're giving you characters, we're giving you art that's. You're or, not in this. Honestly, so, in that same era, you got Strangers in Paradise. You got like 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 people were coming from ElfQuest. Like all these folks were like showing up. Right. And, and they were hitting the market. And, and there was something out there that wasn't superheroes. And to to me, what I notice is it isn't that you're looking for the next ElfQuest. It is that you're the kind of person that could do ElfQuest. So what else can you do? Right? What else is on a shelf that is completed? and top-notch that you can add to your collection because you're the kind of person that can do Sandman, Preacher, Transmetropolitan, but also do Grindel, could do uh, 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 Scout, you know, could do Strangers in Paradise, right? You know what I mean? Like, because you could do those things, what are those books? And those books already, they do exist for you, right? Your your retailer just has to, like, not order more Batman instead of ordering that thing, you know? Or That's this, kind of a bitch. you're not dealing with if you're not dealing with a retailer, we're not dealing with say a comic shop or whatever. Yeah. You're trying to find that book. Yeah. So it's like if you're, you know, I know a bunch of people with Strangers in Paradise, there are people like, yo, there's a comic book out here about this is like this, there's some intrigue, and there are two ladies and they're doing a thing. I don't even know. I just you just need to get it. And like people would pass around copies and whatnot, like, yo, you need to read this. And then they're like, Well, where where can I get more of this? And you know, we didn't really have a whole ton of outlets back yeah. in the day. So, yeah. you know, cats were just kind of passing the books around to friends and shit, like, yo, read this, read this. Now we're at the point now where, like say, like with, with Jeff and Farsak, they're like, yo, I didn't know this shit existed. Now I can go over here and click on the thing. Bam! Right. The thing. It's mine now. So, that, delivery. Right. That didn't happen 20 years ago. And these days, I will say the independent comic market is so damn robust. Like the shit that I'm seeing in comics that I was not aware. Like, like, okay, you guys, I put you guys up on TKO Studios, right? Uh, the Roxanne gave book yep. the butt, the banks, and all this kind of like I I'd heard of TKO. I get a lot of email from a lot of different small publishers who are like, "Hey, retailer guy, check it out. You know, you should be try ordering our books." And it's like, man, I don't know. I, I probably get like 10, 12 emails a day from different publishers. Some of them send me a PDF. I look through the PDF and I go, okay, well, you know what? This is something that I can keep it on my radar. I, the way that whole TKO thing started for me, though, was I had a customer call me up. And she was like, hey, do you have the Banks by Roxanne Gay? And I was like, mm, no, I don't. But let me see if I can order it. The first thing I did is I went to Diamond to see if I can get it. And Diamond had none of TKO stuff. So now I was like, okay, let me just Google TKO. Let me go to their website. And they were like, hey, yeah. So look, these are the books we got. We put out like 12, 15 different series, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, let me just see. Oh, look, they have the banks by Roxanne Gay. Bet. Okay, cool. What else they got? Oh, shit, I like this. And I like that. And I like this. And then the next thing was like, if you're a retailer, click this button. Click that button. The price dropped. And I was like, whoa. 
<laughs> oh, oh, okay. Wait, I don't have to send you a copy of my business license, and and I ain't, I ain't got to give you like my birth certificate, and I ain't got to like like you know you ain't got to have my my freedom papers. What? Okay, man, I've been selling that shit ever since. So the customer came in and picked the book up, and I was like, I want you to know that right now there are six different books on this wall right here that are the direct result of you calling me and asking me for an independent thing that wasn't even on my radar from a creator I respect, right? And I've got people buying the stuff now, right? Like this, it's out there, the stuff's out there. So whatever channel you get it from, right? You you get it from this channel and like, just explore it. Like it works, it's working for me. I dig it. Cause I don't have time to really be like, let me read every publisher shit. Right. I can't right. do it, you know? Not at all. Yeah, I'm excited to read that one. I, I got the package, uh, my order from you. I sent I sent Jeff a package, like, you know, all wrapped up and, like, as secure as I could make it. It was all I'm sending, man, During my COVID, I'm sending people shit. Mailbox like, was all sagging. Like. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm sending, like, it's an organ. Like, I, like, you're getting a kidney in the mail. It took me 20 minutes to undo it. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Waiting for a finger to drop out. I don't want anybody ever being, like, Third Coast Comics sent me some shit and it was mad, like it was wet and soggy. <laughs> nah, mm, no, it won't be. If you tell me I sent you something and, and, and like the animals got to it, those animals worked to get to it. <laughs> yeah, I might actually start that tonight. Uh, I got so many things in the fucking hopper. <laughs> you ain't gonna know what it be. Oh, let's start this week, man. That's all. Right. Yeah. Shit, you can reboot the server from home. Yeah. Or sometime. Man, I'm fucking around. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> It's just fucked up how, like, you know, the pandemic was supposed to give you more time, and then when you start laying shit out, you're like, ah, damn. No, you know what the pandemic has done? And this is, like, this pandemic part of the podcast here, like, this is real. All the pandemic did was eliminate the shit you used to do to avoid some shit, but now you look at your, your schedule like, I literally don't have time to do this other shit, though. Because these other things that I was leaving my house for are now in my house, right? All I did was shorten my commute, right? Yeah. I didn't free up anything. Right. I thought during the pandemic I was going to be out in the backyard painting every day, yep. right? Like, every, like, you know what I mean? Like, when the shutdown happened, I did go out and paint because the store was closed, right? But since I can't leave my easel outside, I got to bring it in, I'm not carrying an easel up and down the stairs to go paint in the backyard. And in my house, it's like, man, I got I got to have this area over here for my birds, which you can hear in the background. I got to, you know, my books over here. My project is alphabetizing and bagging the board. And my comics, my graphic novel stack is taking on a life of its own behind me. Is you that know? only like, just to read? This is recent. And some of it I've read and some of it I haven't read, but the reason it's behind me is because it would normally be behind this curtain behind there in my living room. But the living room, the living room is where the boxes of comics are being bagged and boarded, which is also where the comics are now coming out to go into the, the third bedroom so I can paint during the winter in the living room. This is what COVID has done. Pre-COVID, I might have been like, hey, I'm going to organize an event where we just go into a parking lot and we just all bring our paints and stuff and we just paint in the parking lot. Remember events? 
No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I see him on TV sometimes, and I'm like, Events, what dark sorcery is You doing? would be surprised how many things we threw at an event to be able to just get something off of our chest, right? And we can just walk away from it for three months. Now we don't have events. We ain't got the bar to go and like like decompress at. You got a corner of the basement to hide out to do a thing, but the place where you're hiding out to do your fun thing is also where you're doing your work. Yes. That's you know? my issue, right? Like all the shit that I like to do for fun involves another screen. And yes. a lot of times it's in this office. And I'm like, I, I just can't be in this motherfucker. You can't be in there. Hours, right? I gotta get out of here. And then and so you walk out of it, and like Troy and I, we don't have kids, but you know, like when you do walk out of the, the place, it's like it used to be your chill spot, right? You walk to this place where there's like there's another person there now, right? Because they don't have any place to be either, right? Like that alters your entire your, your structure has now changed. We have played 700 hours of Animal Crossing in this house. 700 hours of Animal Crossing because you know what? There's never been an argument about. Are we playing Animal Crossing or not? Right. We might have argued about what we're doing on the island, right? <laughs> but it's like the lost island. We know we're on the island. Right. We're on it. <laughs> we yeah. we might argue about do we build a tandoori restaurant or a sushi restaurant? That argument might have happened, but we own the island. You know? Like this it's, is this is what the pandemic has done. You know, it's funny. I, I did this exercise today, and I'm taking this way off topic, but like I did this exercise today where it's like I'm mapping out my entire schedule for the day and then wondering where the fuck all this free time was supposed to be. Right. Right. So like, and legit from 5 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., time is fucking accounted for Monday through Friday, right? Yes. And, and this is just for the basic shit, right? 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., get up and work out because you're supposed to work out because that's what the fucking doctors say and you're not supposed to be 300 pounds. Fuck you. Then... You're also supposed to enjoy it. I'll point that out, but I get it if you ain't there. Right. So I actually do. It does <laughs> It does set the tone for the day. So it is It is helpful, right? Yeah. Then from 6 to 6.30, um, you know, doing breakfast for the kids, making sure their shit is correct, right? 6.30 to 7, oh, I'm supposed to eat with these little bastards. So I'm sitting down, and I'm having breakfast with them. Then 7 o'clock to 7.45, I'm running around, getting them ready for school, right? Yeah. After I got them to school, now I got to wash my own ass. Right now it's 8.15. You know, all right, I'll spend 15 minutes goofing around. 8.30, working 40 hours a week is bullshit. There's no way you can actually do it. 8.30 to noon, I'm working. Noon to 12.30, I'm eating lunch. 12.30 to 1 o'clock, I'm doing a walk because you're supposed to get 5,000 or 8,000 fucking steps a day. Right? Then you're working again. Then you're cooking dinner. Then you're eating with the kids. Then you're cleaning up after that. Then you're family time. Right then, it's bedtime and reading because you're supposed to read to your kids half hour, hour a day. Now it's eight o'clock. Right, you're like, well, shit, I gotta spend some quality time with my wife because I ain't really talked to her all day about nothing but scheduling. Now yeah. it's nine o'clock, and you're like, well, shit, I gotta be up at five. Yeah. <laughs> what pre-pandemic? You know what was built into that schedule? The travel got you away from that. Right. Right. All of <laughs> you this you passed that off to somebody else. So a lot of that right. got passed off to somebody else pre-pandemic. Right. Yeah. Now all this shit is like back to back. It's like, all right, I'm done with work. It's right into the fire about dinner and the children. And and it's like, you know, on Saturdays you try to make it a little better, but like, damn. That's why when Troy was like, yo, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yes. 
I think when this is all over with, every teacher in America needs to shut that shit down and like like become mad selfish, like Tom Brady trying to win a Super Bowl, right? right? Like, every teacher in America should be like, what you think of me now, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna deflate the fuck out these footballs, what? Right. You gonna throw the confetti, motherfucker, that's what you gonna do. Uh. <laughs> oh, every man. one of them. <laughs> you, know how, you know what I got now? You know what I did for you, right? Now you I, know. So I always knew. I just, <laughs> now it just feels different to think that they're doing it with 30 of them. Or 35. Yep. Don't even get me started on the remote learning shit. Yeah. yeah. We because when you said get your kids ready for school, that just means move to the other side of the peninsula. Right. Right. right? <laughs> they didn't go nowhere. Like, they're still there. And the things you say out loud, it sounds crazy. Dan, are you logged in for school? An attendance, and now Xander's on this shit where he'll lie about right. Like, so the thing is, teachers got to keep the same schedule because the minute you mess up or or shorten the schedule, or whatever, now I got to trust this five year old to tell me the truth. Yeah. So he'd be like, "Oh no, we're they ended class early, so we're on break for forty five minutes." Then you log into the class and everyone's doing class. You're like, they're in class. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, "Oh, I thought we had a break." <laughs> no, you ain't got no break. Get your ass back on that TV. <laughs> My dude's like, no, no, no. Middle class teacher just went to teacher no. to Mexico. Right. The teacher no, just went like, on vacation. We good. Nah, we for next week we ain't got no school. This is like, this is like if it was in person class, he just get up and leave. Right. And just like, right. And the, like the truant officer is like, what you doing? Like, hey, I was on break. I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, my day, teacher left. The other day he's sitting there, you know, he's at class and he's got his headphones on, he's all focused and. Stephanie's like, you know, she gets all soft and emotional when she sees him there, all focused and attentive. And she's like, he's all, and then he started smiling and laughing. She's like, oh, this nigga's watching Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, my teacher wasn't there. Oh, shit. It's like back in the day. teacher wasn't there. For us, we had to hide a comic book (laughs) behind our social studies book, right? (laughs) To read the Avengers and some shit. And then, watch out for me, man. I need to read this Avengers real quick. (laughs) My man is like straight up on some like, what's going on with Stranger Things? I mean, the game don't change. Like, everything to do. Like the wire says, the game stayed a game. You know, we were like, we said we're, we're sneaking, watching comics. We're trying to like, yo, I'm a for lunchtime, I'm a dip out and like leave, right? Campus, go down the street. And, we had closed you know. campus for lunch. We couldn't leave the campus, but somebody got Burger King up in his mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at this point now, he's just like, yo, yeah, you think I'm doing? You think I'm in class? Yeah. yeah you keep thinking that. You keep right. like, oh man. So now we got the teachers' aid on them checking up. Every time he's like, oh, we're done. She's like, mm sit down, log in. I need to see it. Damn. That's my <laughs> pandemic. That's what my pandemic looks like. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. Wow. Uh. And then this dude, right? I don't know if y'all saw my Facebook post. Steph was like, you know, uh, Amelia's, Amelia's my daughter's friend. She's like, Amelia's really into roller coasters or whatever. Um, and my daughter's in the roller coaster, so she's like, you know, we should really uh get those two together um no. to, to do roller coasters no. when this COVID thing is over. And I was like, mm. she's like, Yeah, she's like, Do you uh you think we're ever gonna be in a post-COVID world? Right? She said that, and this is the article I'm reading as she asked me that shit. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't. It's too small. I can't read it. Oh, black Georgia lawmaker goes unmasked, crowd surfs at Trump rally. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm like, no. no. There's no, no post COVID, no. honey. Right? No. <laughs> like, because like, nope. even so, look. Here's the thing, right? Even when we're at vaccines, and I can't wait for vaccines, I am not going to be first in line for the vaccine because I am still a black man in America and I can't trust the man. But when we're at vaccines, and I do finally get my vaccine after enough people, people get the vaccine and don't die, right? Once that happens, there's going to be a point where we're at critical mass and we need to be able to trust that we have gotten our vaccinations and we are all good. And there are going to be people who don't want to wear a mask now who right. won't want to get a vaccine then. Right. And let me tell you, I'm going to be mad pissed off about it. I'm going to be mad pissed off about it because there is a sign. All I care, I care about a lot of things, right? But my social schedule is jacked up, right? Uh, my wife and I have an anniversary coming up in like, you know, a couple weeks, right? And, you know, so we're starting to like, hey, what do you want to do for the anniversary? And my knee-jerk reaction to everything these days is no. Right? <laughs> like I'm immediately at no, not because I don't want to do the shit, but because I know every place is closed. And like a November anniversary restaurant thing means inside, not outside for most of Chicago. And I don't trust that, right? And and I don't wanna I don't wanna call around to ask 15 restaurants if you're responsible. I don't wanna have to ask 30 friends if they know a responsible restaurant come November, December in Chicago, right? Because now my friends then know I'm doing the thing that might have killed their dad or their mom or something, right? Like that's in my head, right? So my, my knee jerk becomes no, but in reality, it's kind of like, man, you, God damn it. Like you got to do some shit. So now I'm like, man, I got to pull the grill out. I got to grill a fucking ribeye in the dark in the backyard. <laughs> no, but, no, a lot of these, cause I'm looking, cause Stephanie's birthday is November 5th. Uh, a lot of these nicer restaurants are doing takeout. Like ones that would have never done takeout. Like Alinea does takeout now, right? Like, yes. so. You in a different tax bracket, my ninja. I'm I, just saying. That, that, like, ain't, that, that ain't even on the tip of my, nope. I can't I'm just saying, if Alinea is doing takeout, you can find a nice spot that'll if be Alinea like, is oh, doing takeout, right. we're going to get to fucking, we're going to get to some Lord of the Flies shit and I'm going to have to rob the goddamn takeout <laughs> driver. That's where we're going. If Alinea is doing takeout, I mean, I'm at the black on black on black on black on black on. That is my cloak look. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Don't tell me a do doing takeout now. Like now we didn't we didn't go so we going to judgment night now. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was just suggesting you could find a nice restaurant. You find right it. <laughs> what did he look like? <laughs> <laughs> So you said comic book nerd got you gaffled up in the alley. Oh. What, what did he take? Did he take he take your plum colored foam? What? Alinea, they said she said it was only $35. For what? Some like fucking <laughs> carrot molecules? Yeah, I don't know. But Archival is doing their thing and all sorts of yeah. I ain't gonna get it. Well, we're doing. Um, you can do a linear for thirty five dollars, y'all. I'm there. Look, look, no, I, I ain't have small plates. That's just my thing. Um, but my wife's birthday is next week. But we're gonna do the same thing we did for my birthday, which we order from one of our favorite steakhouses and spot, drive by, pick it up. Um, although she's gonna have, because a lot of people, a lot of people just doing shit that they wouldn't do normally. Right, so, I think I'm just going. I'm gonna have to fucking order some Omaha steaks and just have them just delivered here, 
by by the time the anniversary is to not even be tempted to go sit out in the middle of the damn street in the middle of the damn like damn street because i man i get that might be a thing we just gotta do but i yeah no uh sj i just gotta let you know i have a problem with the very concept of coco van because i know it is chicken and wine and i feel like if i'm just gonna have chicken and a wine sauce i can just do that shit myself i ain't got nope mm -mm. it's tough for me to get chicken out with harold's around <laughs> that's, a different that's, 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 that's a different level that's a different level i mean we're, you know this is this is a different show about real and we're gonna be real um but we did find out apparently there we get the um my wife for her birthday wanted a limousine service Drive us around. So, oh, that's what we gonna do. Because at least in the limousine, you are six feet distant from the driver. True. I like it. All right. I'm far away from the driver, and it's like you can eat in the limousine. Say no more. So we're gonna go buy Benny's and pick up some drink. We're gonna go buy the steakhouse, pick up some steak. And I said, "What you want to do?" She said, "I want to ride up. We're gonna ride up Lakeshore, and we're gonna turn the sound up, turn the music up." And we've got three hours. We're just gonna do that. Okay. In a pre in a pre-COVID world, that wouldn't happen. Um y'all I'm, I'm, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing it. In a weird sort of way, it's like now is with the time where you want to rent like a boat on like Navy Pier or something in a COVID world and be like, just take me out on the lake away from everybody with COVID. Away from everybody. <laughs> You're in a bag of white castles and you just like go. <laughs> And it's be out. It's be like you know. The only thing though is the, and this is one of the 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 biggest thing with this whole thing is dealing with people who you know you might want to see, you know who you might uh, want to holler at, whatever, whatever. And dealing with that and not being able to, that is the biggest thing, and that's that's going to be some yeah. Because you don't have a retail location. I have a, having a retail location with a couple different modes to it. It is a little easier for me to say to somebody I trust, hey, yeah, come on by and just say, come holler or whatever for a half hour, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm already, like, I can't work from home to do my job. I have to be someplace where the public is. But if folks we trust want to come by, yeah, you, you can't, you can't be up on me, but I have the outlet, you know, I have that space yeah, where yeah. you can come through and like, we can catch up a little bit or whatever and you'll roll like we we can do that there it's not like what most people would have to do is literally get six people together and go out to dinner or brunch or some shit and you, you don't really feel good doing that in the winter you know now nah. you know and just like i had um um i've seen uh two of the fellas I've seen Vinny, i've seen arian um folks have come by and folks are like yo can i come by like that's the thing. In a way, for those of you at home who are listening to this podcast who don't understand, if you're not seeing people, even in a distance context, if you're not seeing people that you would otherwise have seen and you don't and you don't know why, it's, the, the question is like, for those who don't know why, some of you know why you haven't seen people because you don't want to see people. And that's fantastic, right? Keep doing that because that is keeping you safe. Choosing to see no one will keep you safe forever. But some people out there I've noticed are like, man, I can't, nobody wants to do a thing and I can't see anybody. I think you might want to check your social media because some of y'all out there living relatively wild and posting it and you don't think everybody notices that. 
Right. Man, ain't nobody trying to have you in their personal space, on their porch, in their shop, wherever, and they can't trust what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Like the thing that gets you through is some people have an overt pod in which you are basically you've agreed this is what we're gonna be doing and how right. we're gonna get through it. Some people have a <laughs> sort of a covert pod, like an inadvertent pod, in which you can trust these people because you know they're responsible adults. And no bullshit's going down. But some of y'all, right? Y'all still trying to like hit your Tinder and shit like that? Man, look. We see that. And it's like, oh, ooh. Mm. Nope. Shit gonna be sloppy. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. You know? I can't afford that. So a lot of you are having no contact, not because like you're deciding it, but other people are deciding it for you, right? And that's kind of the way it really has to be. Um we were talking about at some point, like not even like the restaurant kind of junk, because like restaurants and and dealing with the kids and parsing out your time is a thing, right? But like for me, one of the things I'm doing during COVID is I'm doing heavy sort of like reading of series on on my tablet, um, which is around somewhere. I don't know what the hell I did with it. Oh, it's right here. Look right for this tablet. Boop, my tablet. Um, is this. It's got the neon green thing, though, because when I look at my tablet, my neon green case makes me think it's some space-age futuristic Star Trek device <laughs> on, upon which I can read all of the Chris Claremont X-Men, right? <laughs> so during COVID, I started reading all of the Chris Claremont, John Byrne, Dave Cockrum era, right? The, I'm on, I just started the Dark Phoenix saga the other night. So during COVID, like these are my, some of these are like my two read graphic novels. Like a Doomsday Clock is now in one book and I want to read all the Warren Ellis James Bond shit. And this is, yeah, you can see. That like Kirby book? That is absolute Jack Kirby's fourth world. So it's like Kirby's, honestly, before that, this is the Meta Barons, right? Meta Barons is Jodorowsky and shit, like, like, Jodorowsky and, and and like Mobius and these cats did these 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 stories and this is the shit that is the you wouldn't get Star Wars without these dudes. Star George Lucas ripped all these French cats off like mm. like left right and center and you read this stuff and you're like oh not just George Lucas a lot of guys ripped these dudes off and you've been reading their work for years and not knowing it but the Kirby Fourth World shit is like it's not in the slipcase now because I was reading it earlier but. Jack Kirby was like reading this. This dude was insane. Like, it, like, okay, he created the Marvel Universe damn near, right? Like, like 90% of it's Kirby, right? But when you see the stuff he ended up doing at DC, you're like, man, this dude could have went anywhere and created 90 universes. He just could have done that. Like, this is just the inside cover, right? It's bananas. It's crazy town. And I was reading. ship you a camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> that um, shit looked like a Christmas sweater when you held it up. I was I like, did, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the physical things I'm reading because I'm like just, you know, killing time while like Lisa's playing Animal Crossing and I'm like just kind of like not watching, not watching wrestling or something, you know. But then I, I have those. But then like I just happen to be like, man, I just need some shit I can read digitally and I, I, I was reading um all of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics mm. and I'm gonna tell you I 
would not have thought this, but they're good. They're good. Like they, that series was amazing. It was really fucking well done. And I would have never known without COVID. I wouldn't have had the time, right? I wouldn't have had the inclination to try something that right. I normally don't fuck with. And I don't. I sell Power Rangers comics, but I wasn't reading it myself. But then I realized people that I actually respected the opinions of were reading it from in my shop. You know. Right, right. Let me, let me try it. I read 15 fucking volumes of it because I couldn't stop. I can't tell you the last series of books that have 15 volumes where I was just like, give me the next one. Right. It's been a long time, man. You know? Like, Power Rangers shit was good. And um, we'll get to there at some point when we're talking about the sports shit. But Pro Wrestling Illustrated, being a big pro wrestling fan, I'm watching a lot of independent wrestling. Pro Wrestling Illustrated this month released their top 500 for this year. And man, I really was looking through it to be like, where, where are the brothers at? There's brothers in that shit you would not expect to be ranked where they are. And some of them I think shouldn't be ranked as high. Some of them I think should be ranked higher. I have opinions. I got feelings about it. Damn it. Like, I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura should be rated above any brother. I'm just saying. Ooh. I'm just saying. Because yeah. he's not. I can't say Shinsuke Nakamura had a great year. Uh-uh. They're, they're straight up shitting on Shinsuke Nakamura. And they shouldn't be, but they are. How's Kofi Kingston, the highest rated black pro wrestler? I know I, only because he works in the WWE. His year wasn't that great. I, I refuse to believe it. Damn it. I, I get issues with that. Well, this was the year he had a pretty big push in WWE, though, right? No, last year was the year he had a pretty big push. Oh, that was last year? You know oh. what I mean? Like, you, like, like that's it. Okay. Like, like, you remember him getting the world championship and being like, hell yeah, they found a respect to Kobe. Kofi. Then Brock Lesnar destroyed him in like nine seconds. At WrestleMania last year, right? Wow, that was last year already? Mm-hmm. Damn, COVID time, man. <laughs> COVID time got you got you messed up. Yeah. There you go. What else y'all been into, man? I mean, like I said, I... <laughs> Right. So like, you know, so I was, I was Lovecraft country. I've been getting a little, no, I even got, so hang on. I got, I got defense for Lovecraft country. Give me a second. All right. right. That's on the hot list. Right. I am confident though that Stephanie, so here's the deal with the time that we got, I I can't get into five or six shows. I got to focus on one show at a time. So Lovecraft country is on deck specifically because I think Stephanie's going to like it. Right. But You know, um, right now we're watching the Bureau. Um, and French the, detective thing. Yo. You're watching, what are you watching it on? Sundance Now or some shit? I don't you know. Sundance. Okay, got it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. French yeah. Slash. That shit is. And, it, and this is, but you're, are you, okay, what what platform do you have that gets you the Sundance Now channel? I uh, Apple TV and I subscribed to the Sundance channel. It was like four ninety nine a okay. month or something. Okay. So I was right. like COVID. Um, right. But yo, that show so doing that. is money. It is like Homeland is, meets The Wire. Shit. Yeah, right? this is my shit. This is my type. Of, and, and the only reason I know the Bureau exists is because I hang out with this one particular French dude who has some issues. Right? You know. <laughs> yeah. So throw that on your list. Um, so, you know, I've been watching that. Bureau. Um, uh, B-A-U. B-U-R-E-A-U. B-U-R-E-A-U. This is what, see, French, this is French people fucked everything up. Yeah, but it's good. The whole damn language. The subtitles don't get to you at all. 
character development. Is I'm good. honestly fine with the with the subtitles. Yeah, I know some people are iffy. I, I think the biggest thing that I really enjoy about it though is seeing the different uh, international relationships from a non-US perspective, right? So like, you know, they go to Tehran and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. they got malls, right? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we're in Iraq and there's a cocaine party, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's just, it's just from a, you know, you, you just see like these, the modern aspects of these countries that like, you know, US media is just letting you know, like, yo, they're in sand huts and, uh, yes. you know, just doing ritual killings and shit like that, right? So uh, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, the rest of the world presented from a different perspective. Uh, but the characters are great. The the relationships, the storytelling, it's, it's all money. Um, so been doing that. I've honestly had to take like a, a bit of a news break, a news diet, um, because it's been it's been messing with me. Like it's been a little like you know, like emotional and just like, you know, it reminded me of that shit uh, Vinny posted, like, is your football team bringing you joy? Then why are you rooting for them cats? That's how I feel about the news now, right? Like, <laughs> when you when you log on, right, is this really enhancing your day? Like, is this really making you feel right? Getting your day off on the right foot? Like, you don't need to be any more informed. You know everything you need to know about this election, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> what? yes. Like one dude's milquetoast white guy, the other. We dude's literally have not even discussed this election right? at this point because we, right. well, we haven't discussed the election because we already know where we're at. Right, there's nothing to discuss. One mission, right. we have one mission. Right, we good. So I've been trying to do a news diet, well, more of a lifestyle change than a diet, but uh, you know, just pulling back from the news stuff and you know, just trying to read some more like off the beaten path shit. That's why I got a bunch of those comics. I actually ordered. Uh, I'm getting uh, getting into some Walter Mosley shit. Uh, yeah. I was looking at your uh, Goodreads, Troy, and I was like, you know what? He's been talking about this stuff for a minute. I've never read it. I like yeah. mystery stuff, so I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, so that's on deck. Um, and I'm, you know, the, and I'm just like shuttling. I'm getting rid of all like the personal growth shit, and I'm just like, I need pure entertainment. Right, because at this right. point, we've grown. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, you can just get wrapped up. Like, I was talking to my therapist about it. She's like, you just need to you know, just relax, unplug a bit, you know, read a bit more. I'm like, oh, I read a lot. She's like, what are you reading now? I'm like, how's oh, this book called Democracy for Realists? And it's about, she's like, no, no, <laughs> no. Can't you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm some James Patterson shit or, you know, like, some shit that you can just blow through and not give a damn about. Shut this is what I was off. saying when I was watching shit like um, Zoo. Like I, was, a couple years ago, I was watching a TV show called Zoo, which is like the animals all decide humans are wrong, and the animals have to kill humans. You can't trust any animals. The animals are out to get you, no matter what the animal is. And I was watching that shit because whatever was going on, I think Trump had just been elected, and I was like, I can't. Nope, that fits. I can't. That fits. I, I need, I need something in which I don't necessarily need humans being punished, but I need the most absurd ass like, like, like shit that I can watch in like a thriller of a series. And let me just go for it and just see where it goes. And I watched every self, I watched every season, every episode. And at first, I was like, "Oh man, this show is good." Then I was like, "Hmm, no, this is like NCIS, but for zookeepers. Like, it's not actually good. It's just on." And I'm yeah. staying with it. I'm staying here. You know, that. all this show is missing is some like '80s rapper, right? And someone who's played Robin ever. 
It's on CBS too. Oh, and it's that dude that looks like he should be a better actor, but he's not. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. And the black one of those two. Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yep. Young oh. the Kodos in season one. Yeah, this dude, he's like the uh, bootleg out of BC. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good in the shit. I watched the shit, man. It must have had like three or four seasons. I watched all of it because I just couldn't. I was like, nope. And there's a comic that's like kind of its equivalent called Animosity from Aftershock. And the comic is phenomenal. The comic's fantastic. This is like I mean, this looks like the kind of shit that, like, you know, you ever have one of them shows that you just put on before you go to bed, right? Where you're like, if I fall asleep, I really don't give a shit. Like, I'll, I'll watch it again. Like, right now, it's Matlock for us. Like, we're literally watching Matlock. And it's like, I fell asleep. I don't give a shit. You said I, Matlock, and I was thinking that Perry Mason joint they just relaunched. The, okay, but yeah, I get you. Perry Mason was good, though. Did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a little slow at first, but it was In the good. beginning. Because you was like, when's this motherfucker going to become a lawyer? Right. Oh, well, episode eight. Right. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, but I never really watched Perry Mason, so I was thinking, like, did I? Perry Mason. I was like, Perry Mason put the white Perry Mason? in your fucking face. That motherfucker had one episode to argue the biggest case in the country and learn that shit in 45 minutes. Oh, he's a lawyer now. Go ahead and argue. Make a mistrial. Fine. Well, yeah, I remember watching. I was like, man, maybe I never paid attention to the other Perry Mason. I thought this dude was a lawyer. He's a, like a criminal detective. <laughs> Just, I was all know, messed up. He's just—he's—he's he's like fucking—he's a sloppy detective. He ain't even a good one of those. Yeah. And then when they revealed like what the final team up was going to be, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize these were the characters from the show. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I thought these were all new dudes. Like, I, I had no idea. I had to Google it. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, I see what you did. But they I made guess. it seem like it was the story that everybody knows, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. The, <laughs> If you were watching TV in the 65. Right, right. Like it was some Batman origin story or some shit. Like, yeah, y'all know about the alley. Don't worry about it. You'll get yeah, that. You know about the pearls. Right. <laughs> Bouncing pearls, you know. Right, you know what we mean. Nah, right. I, didn't, I didn't know. I was dumbfounded. And when they revealed it, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, man, is it that easy to get a law degree? And we were like, well, California... It was the 20s, right? <laughs> no, it's still California. Like, California's still fucking wild. You know? Wow, like, <laughs> you Keep go to law school, but like getting licensed is a whole other issue. You gotta go to law school, but that like can can you practice? Yeah, you can practice. You good. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's all California. Right. We got right. you. Don't leave the state though. What about you, Troy? <laughs> what you up to, man? Yo, I've been I've been deep in this video game shit. Um I can't the uh the reading thing, you know, it happens in fits and spurts. Uh, my wife is re-watching Game of Thrones. I just let her do that. Um, I remain not a really TV person, but my video game shit has been picking up. Um, got some AAA titles coming down the pipe. Uh, Watchdog Legions, where you get to play as anybody in the game, which is going to be hot. Um, is a Can you be a black cowboy? Yes. If they exist in London and you run across them in the game, you can be that person. Oh, like the shit is like basically you're a kind of anti-terrorist cell kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And you start and is it on the right. switch? No. Yeah. Right. But it's always getting played in my house right now. But we we go we go. I'm gonna get to that. I got something. Okay. Um, but that's coming out. I believe next. That's coming out next week. Either next week or the week after. Um. Uh. But the I wrote this shit down. 
Um, they okay. So for the switch, I'm just going to put Hippie's joint. It's called Hades. You yep. play as the son of Hades, um, Zagreus. It's all Greek mythology out. So you're meeting all the gods and goddesses and everything. And your whole thing is that you're trying to get out. So you have to advance up uh, through Tartarus, Elysium, River Styx, and all that. And it's a it's procedural base where you're improving your character and you're improving the weapons you're you're running with. And the thing is, though, is that it's totally story driven, right? So you're talk, you're making relationships, like you're giving honor to the gods, and the guys like, oh, that's cool. Here's some stuff, and then you use that stuff. You use like, oh, you know, your attack is eighty percent better, that kind of shit, that kind of thing. But you eventually get up to the point where you are, you figure out who your mom is and all sorts kind of stuff. So you got, you know. Ares, Artemis, Demeter, like all these other shit. Um, but you're also interacting with a bunch of other characters. And as you interact with them, then you're getting deeper into their stories as well. Um, it's on the Switch. It's $30. Um, it is fun as hell. And it's a quick thing for like, and it anticipates failing. And it's really just really fun. It can be really chaotic because a lot of shit can happen on the screen at once. But it is very, I think it's very, very fun. Um, the, and after a bunch you, of people in my crew are currently playing it. And, and I've been, I've been seeing the notifications that they're playing it, but I was trying to get blue roses. So I wasn't really looking into it too deep. I but now it. I got, I got two blue roses so I can investigate other things. Blue okay. roses. But yes, you, you've abandoned your Island, Jeff. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is? I honestly, it was like the week of George Floyd. After that, I just had never gone back. <laughs> I went in for my birthday and then I hopped off again. And so on my wife's birthday, I'm gonna give it to her, like, hey, you should log in for your birthday. Um, but we've largely left it pretty much. But Hades is real, I think it's just really fun. It's really it's procedural. It and it does not end once you reach the surface. It okay. cycles back and it gives you a a, a story reason. To do so, yeah, uh, it's really it's just really fun. And some people have been, you know, you do a run, which basically you just go until you die, I guess. Um, and you can either make it out, or you don't. The thing is, though, is that there have been people who have made 500, 600 runs, and there has not been a single line of repeated dialogue. Like, oh, they have written the shit out of this thing. Uh, you're meeting, and because you're kind of going through these same procedures all the time, like, you're meeting the same character, right? Because, you know, yeah. the bosses are the same. Like, you're still at the end of Elysium, you're still fighting Thestius and the Minotaur. And they're like, oh, you again. You know, they get angry and angry because you keep beating them. Or if they beat you, they're like, oh, look who's coming to get the ass whooped again. Yeah, yeah. They're very cognizant of what their relationship is with you. Very fun. It can be very chaotic, though. Uh, but it's very fun. I got, I got hooked on that. Shit is live. Shit is live right now, so that's good. Um, on PS4, Ghost of Tsushima just came out with a multiplayer update, which is a big deal because in Ghost of Tsushima you are a samurai. In multiplayer, you can class into one of four kinds of samurai, like ninja, uh, ronin, assassin, and like the actual like beefy samurai kind of joint, um, which. 
leads you to go through the story again as a go through like another kind of set story where you're just dealing with Mongol hordes. So it's literally you versus 30, 40, 50 dudes. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, hold that, whip, whip, whip. So you're doing all that thing. That has been a, a ton of, t- absolute ton of fun. The story is great where like if the Mongols are invading your homeland. What are you going to do about it? You're a samurai. You know, your uncle doesn't think you should be going behind people and stabbing in the back of the neck. He believes in head up, you know, the samurai way. And you're like, nah, because there's 80 people right there. And they all want to kill me. So if I just go around and stab him in the back of the neck, I don't have any problem. Like, that's not the samurai way. You're like, ah, fuck you, uncle. Um, yeah, that's a, that is live as hell. Um, I've been having an absolute ton of fun with that. Um, and um, my really addiction of NHL 21, where I've created my player. And I'm currently. Is uh, Black Cowboy? Oh, I'm not a black cowboy. I am a black powerful. I'm a power forward, uh, right wing power forward. And um, there's a glitch in the game which causes you, no matter how well you, because you play in like the, the in the minor for like you kind of you kind of get draft um, position. And this year, the New York Rangers have the first pick. And as long as you don't suck, the New York Rangers pick you. Uh, <laughs> the entry level contract is three years. So I don't really want to play with the New York Rangers. Um, so, so I can see if I can try to get them to trade me to somebody else, anybody else. Um, but right now, season's going good. Um, and that kind of stuff. Like, it's just something I do every year. Uh, so that's so I've just been on this video game shit. Um, I'm starting to – because there are certain things, like uh, Walter Morgan actually came out with another book recently, uh, The Awkward Black Man. Um, it's a series of short stories he's written over the past 20 years in between him doing other things. Every story centers a black dude who's not really socially apt and um, socially adept or um, kind of weird, I guess in nomenclature, it's kind of weird. Um, very enjoyable, and that's inspired me to start my uh, I always said I was going to start like a blog and, and start writing and start trying to do a thing because we all can't be all, we all trying to be authors like my man Jeff right there. Oh, um, Jeff is an author. Yes, published official. Published, son. Go on Amazon, get that shit. Put in Jeff Smith on authors, and bam, like you get this fifty dollar book about some shit you probably don't know nothing about, but you're gonna learn some shit. All the more reason to buy it. Learn. It's sure. gonna be nice. You're gonna need this information to survive in a uh, uh, post-Trump world. I don't know if that's true, but do you really want to find out that I'm right? No. So trust Jeff Smith. Put that put that shit in, in the search. Buy Jeff's book. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to... I just want to learn 20% of whatever DevOps is so I can talk to Jeff about a second thing. Oh, you want to know the most brilliant thing I've ever seen? Dude did a cameo and uh, did it for DevOps shit. Hilarious. You know, I, I'm I'm about to make y'all watch it too. It's, it's like that, but <laughs> I got to dig it up first. Okay. Um. So uh, I just realized yeah. that the sentence that Jeff just said, I had to put the punctuation in different places to make it make sense to me. Like, dude just did a cameo, but for DevOps shit. And I was waiting for a cameo in what? 
<laughs> and wait, somebody got a TV show about DevOps, and I realized now, nah, motherfucker left somebody a voicemail message about DevOps. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, COVID has done that. We're like, words don't mean the same shit anymore to people. Like, what is he talking about? Wait, that's a thing? So, but yeah, the rest of it has been just, just consuming. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to consume uh, media from people I like, um, music, art, all that good stuff. Uh, trying to commission some stuff, trying to get people. Um, I'm just trying to like, you know, put some shit, trying to put some good out here. You know so I, mean? I got a music thing for you. Oh, that I, like I don't know if you're up. I don't know if I put you up on Snarky Puppy before. Huh, I'm up on I'm up on Snarky Puppy. Because yeah. Larnell Lewis, uh, Snarky Puppy's drummer, the primary drummer, I believe. Like, I think that you would love anything Larnell Lewis does. Um, and and um, Corey. I want to say Corey Green, but Corey Green, my boy, who's an all-star colorist in Chicago in comics, right? <laughs> it's not Corey Green, um, but he's a keyboard 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 player's name is Corey, and he does amazing piano keyboard work. Um, but Snarky Puppy, I think that, like you would really yeah. dig this shit. I'm up. Um, on, I'm up on Snarky Puppy. Also, your camera just went off. Of course it did. This is the ongoing battle with my damn camera on my computer. It's coming back. Don't worry. I, I, I fixed my camera three different ways. I've discovered there. Did you really fix it then? Right. But it's like anything with a computer is, is it really fixed? It's like it's built in like fucking obsolescence. Yep. And the whole point here is I'm, I'm on Windows 7 on an old computer, on an old laptop rather. You know what I mean? I, I get that my shit's falling apart, but it's, you know, I, I can't I can't afford to go out and get a new laptop right now. And you're streaming. Right? So it's working. Yeah. So and there it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted this long. I'm I'm fucking shocked, honestly. You know, like, yeah, I got, I, I had some, I adjusted some services earlier today, and I fucking my my antivirus was fucking with it at one point, and I stopped it from doing that. So I think my computer just figured out a, another way to really just, just screw with me. You <laughs> know, let me see if I can make it do the thing where it just shows. Um, hold on, make it just show the other damn avatar thing instead of me trying to constantly turn it on and turn it right back off. You know? So, but yeah, just just trying to, trying to, you know, just trying to put some, you know, it, it sounds almost like high fidelity because I said this to my wife and I said, where I hear this from? Like, I'm just trying to put some, you know, positive out in the world, you know? That's the same shit he said in high fidelity when he figured out that the kid that he found and they say, well, why are you trying to put out music after all this time criticizing it? He said, I just want to put something positive out in the world. Like, yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to write something, um, get more music. Music has been awesome. Um, the Bandcamp Fridays has been good because I've been finding a ton of new artists. Uh, finally got a uh, Spotify subscription. They've been, I've been getting hit upside the head with all sorts of shit in there. Um, a number of artists who I like and or respect have come out with some new shit. Um, really happy with that. Um, yeah, so that that's how I've been surviving. Uh, luckily for me, my workspace is different from my not workspace, so I don't have to deal with the whole thing of, damn, I sure would like to go play a video game, but my video game's in the same place where my work is. Ah, damn it. Uh, yeah. Especially the fact that I have to come in. Nice. 
I have to come in and I have to actually go into work. Yeah, uh, which, not nice. Which doth sucketh, but um, I'll, I'll do that a couple times a week. But in the whole, in the whole scheme of things, like, you know, just trying to do trick, I don't have the time necessarily, but when I do get to be there to do some creative, like it, it feels like really like good at that point. Like, oh, yes, yeah, right. Oh my God, I get half an hour. I, I banged out a couple paragraphs, so I did some stuff in the sketchbook. Like, I'm on, I'm undefeated right now. Like, yeah, the rest of my day was shit. Yeah, I didn't fix anything. Yeah, a lot of shit broke. And people are telling people, <laughs> yeah, I didn't fix anything. You know, people are lying to me, like, yo, you know, why doesn't this work? And I find out that your dumb ass didn't actually turn the router off when I told you to. Um, and you wasted two, three hours of my my life because you didn't do that simple thing I asked you to do. Um, but besides that, you know, it's just really about trying to keep my pop, keep the positivity going because there's just enough. As soon as I, you know, and, and like like Jeff, I'm, I don't need to watch the news. I don't need to. I don't need to go through Twitter and like, oh, that's stupid. Damn it. Ah, that's shitty. Uh, you know, because I'm trying not to also argue with dumbasses on the internet. Yep. Yeah. Who are also Russian bots, who may or may not be Russian bots, but could be uh, Russian bots. Uh, I Might did, as well be Russian bots. Yeah. Uh, I did have a good, a, a fun um, interaction where my the picture of um, the producer, tall black guy, was used in a Russian uh, fishing thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, he, they used his picture as their avatar, and people kept, you know, kept mentioning me like, "Hey, tall black guy, your avatar is being used by Russians, saying that you are a black Republican and that you hate Democrats and and you are voting for Trump now." And I went, "That okay? First of all, it's not me, but uh, and neither of us are doing that. Yes, right. Right. Not, no, most importantly." Whatever Candace Owens is telling you is a goddamn lie. Right. Um, but I did get to highlight tall black guy who's actually still over in England, uh, who has left Twitter because he says I, he just like I, he was too used to doom scrolling and and being depressed as shit. I never uh, heard that shit before. Doom scrolling. That, yeah. that's, that's my that's my name. In the last two or three months, I think I've seen the term used, and but I just don't feel like that's what I'm doing. Okay, right? um, because I feel like what I'm doing, I'm gonna catch up with my people. Nope. And I'm going to see some bad news, but I'm going to catch up with my people. I'm okay. doom scrolling on every site except Instagram. Instagram is the only place where there's some sort of solace and normalcy. It's like, oh, puppies and D&D &D advice. I'm with Perhaps. that. Yes. Right? I'm with that. So that's 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 been my that's been my thing. You know, like I said, and the doom scrolling has not helped the, uh, the mind state, but, you know, and the whole being able, there's no people still doing creative shit, knowing that you're helping some people keep doing their creative shit because, you know, it's, it's rough out here and, you know, cats don't have jobs and all that kind of thing. So, yo, you know, you know, here's 20 dollars. Let me, you know, let me, you know, throw you 20 dollars so you can go get you, you know, feel good about something like, you know, get you a croissant and some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that feels good to be able to do um, because, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. Like, I'm lucky enough. I've still got a job. I'm still pulling in a paycheck and everything. I know some people aren't. So, but I do understand that people are doing that creative shit. You know, can I understand being a creative myself? Just trying to get that out. Like, I want to get this out. I want people to look at. I relaunched the whole YouTube channel because I was like, you know what? Yeah. 
let yeah. me do this thing because yeah. yeah, I had like the root article I did. At first, I thought, oh, this is gonna be a cool interview. Then I realized I I made content for somebody and was like, I think during this time I could just straight up. Well, I don't just give if people want my comic book opinions. A couple times a week, I think I can do that on YouTube. Why not? Let's, why, why, why am I not doing that? And as a retailer, you made good content and gave that shit away to another site. And it was like, wait a second. I was, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Right? Because at first, when, when, when I got the first phone call, they said, you want to, can we do an interview with you? And they used a different site in the, the Gizmodo family's name. And I said, yeah, man, I love to do an interview. Let's do an interview. I do interviews all the time. I got another interview lined up on Thursday for somebody, right? Like, I'll do an interview. It was easy. And then they were like, okay, we're going to email you. They emailed me. And I thought it was an email to confirm and all this. And the email was like instructions. Oh, oh, what do you need? Okay, cool. Well, well, what did I do? And effectively, they asked me to make a video. And I was like, oh, oh. And like a lot of people don't know, like I'm, I'm like, I'm good with a lot of things that are technology based, right? But I am not good with, me personally, I'm not good with straight start from scratch and like make a, th do this thing. Because for me, it's always like, I got to find the time to do it. It's not even the thing is hard to do. It's that I'm always dealing with technology that is five years old and I got to find the time and then I got to find a workaround for the problems I already got. You know, so for me, it's like, I, I'm going to tell you yes, but then I'm going to make it, I have to make it work. And it totally was like, oh man. And when I was done with it, like in, what was it, like three takes, I made that video and was happy that I made it. Like I was thrilled. Like I did this thing and I gave it to them. But then I was like, man, shit. What? That literally could just be a third coast comics video. Right. right? Why not? Why, why don't I just do it? You know what I mean? Why the shit not? Why this you know? player ain't got a mute button? Well, I can't hear it. Oh, you couldn't hear it? No, I can't hear it. Oh, I don't. So, so, so they they posted this right. Like they they got my content in there. They mixed it in with some other stock footage they found from some various other places. They put together a really good video. Some guy called me up and was like, "Hey, so you know the 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 comic shop they show right at the beginning of the video? That's that's a different comic book store." And I was like, yeah, "I know it's not Third Coast Comics, but I don't know what comic shop that is." Like, I thought it was just a stock. <laughs> it's a comic shop, right? Because they were like saying to me, hey, can you, we get video of you walking into your store? And I was like, well, there's construction outside in Chicago and I'm on a busy street and it'll sound like crap. So I don't want to do that. But I didn't know they would just give you a different comic shop as the video <laughs> right. image. I, I didn't think they, I didn't know that. But all the rest of this, they nailed it. This, this is great. They put they put work into it. So right. I just uploaded on, on my YouTube, I just uploaded the raw footage, you know? But like some like even these images of creators, like one of the other big things about being able to do a video that is this is comics done by black people is that all you get in the comics is the name of the artist, writer, letterer, inker, etc. But you don't get pictures of them. So yeah. a lot of times it's hard to know who the black people are doing the book. Right? if your name is Jerome Lincoln Washington, I know you're black, right? You know, but if your name is Brian Stelfreeze, I got no damn idea you're black. Right. It's a little hard to know, you know? Unless so you know. Had, unless you know. And I just happen to know, you know. Yeah, big black. I know that dude's black. That's not even a question. Right? <laughs> but like if I hear if I hear the name Roxanne Gay, I wouldn't assume if I didn't know, I wouldn't assume Roxanne Gay by her name that she was a black person. Right. Or NK Jemison, I wouldn't assume that she was a black person by her name. 
you know? So you could end, I, I might assume, I might want to Google it based on what, what's in the book, what the content is, will make you go and do a look, right? But I know a lot of black creators and publishers and editors and, and whatever and who are black and it, like Spike Trotman, if I told you Spike Trotman is somebody you ought to be paying attention to because man, when Spike Trotman puts a book out with Iron Circus, it's going to be high quality stuff. You need to get up on it, right? If I say Spike Trotman, you might think I'm talking about a white dude. Yeah. You won't think, you will not realize I'm talking about like a, a, a black woman. Right. You know, you won't know that, but you got to know, you know? But yeah, I was I was I was proud that I got to do that shit for the root. Like I was very happy to do it. But it really did tell me it, it informed like I know if I'm doing a seminar or something, or if somebody asked me to come in and do a talk and they're gonna pay me, I know what I'm gonna charge. I know that, right? But I I we will often do create content because we're trying to promote a thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I'm creating content, why don't I just start creating content? Let's just right. do that, you know. So absolutely not mad at the root. The root asked me to do a thing and I did it. And I was glad for that platform to do it. And I, man, I'm so glad it's out there that people could find it, you know, like, and, and I had fantastic conversations with them. They do good shit. You know, I, someday I want to meet Michael Harriet. <laughs> that dude fucking kills me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harriet's on his, Harriet's on, on, on good shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, man, if I find out someday Michael Harriet's got a, like a background where he's stealing cars when he was a kid, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, somewhere to go. <laughs> Everybody got to get somewhere. <laughs> you know, I might defend him for some, some dark shit because I love his writing so much, you know. But like now, I'm just like, let me see if I can at least once a week have the discipline to set up my phone on a comic book shelf and talk about some nerd shit during, especially now, you know. Right. That's the biggest thing, the discipline, right? Like that's that's where I fall down a lot because you really got to carve, you got to carve out that time and be like, and you know, it's funny, you can do it for certain things, right? Like like when we were talking about this, I forgot, like I've been putting a lot of energy in my D&D game, right? Like yeah. running my D&D game. I've been making, you know, all types of battle maps, background music, working intros, you know, like, like I've been doing some serious story writing. Why can't I sit down and, and, and write a fucking 10 page short story? Why don't you just write the story? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Write and publish the story. So it's yeah. funny how you got, you know, you get your energy in different places and like that consistency just makes it difficult. But like DD, it's like, yo, you got a deadline. For me, it's every two weeks, right? Friday yes. is game time. Yes. Right. So uh, it's almost like, and, you know, I wrote a book over the course of a year and a half. So it's like I'm capable of doing it, but there's just something about like not having a deadline that just. I like, think part of the problem is when we're talking about playing D and D as as two of the three of us are D and D players. When we talk about playing D and D, the D and D is the escape from the thing that is the deadline, right? We're playing D and D to not be at work. D and D is the, the culmination. We, man, I can't wait to get in my D and D game. If if you had to write a a a 10,000 page story that is D&D related, right? You will think about that differently than getting together with your friends that hang out and roll dice. Right. There's your problem. Yeah, for me though, it's like, you know, I, I'm kind of weird with the preparation bit. So sometimes preparing for the game stresses me out as if it were a job. Jeff, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to fix this problem. Me and you are going to write a fantasy story. Okay, I'm with it. I'm going to send you a prompt. And what I want from the prompt is you just give me, I don't know, give me 500 words from the prompt. And I'm going to give you 500 words that follows the prompt. 
and we're gonna do this shit. I I could get down with that. It's only five hundred words. Well, right. I, I'll I mean, tell you right now, we've sent longer emails. Right. <laughs> I mean, I I, just, I'm just gonna jump in there and say, you know, we the world was still waiting for that battle rap comic shit that we were going to do in like 2017. Facts, right? Yeah. And and I was I was like dead serious when I said it. I think about it all the time. I walked through my shop so many times. I'm coming up with lines for Galactus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like now it's like, man, I want to get together and actually write the shit, you know. And now we can't get together. And I feel like, man, if I send some narcissistic ass Johnny Storm like fucking hip hop shit to Troy, Troy's gonna be like, man, I'm trying to find dinner. <laughs> I can't deal with this right now. What are we doing? <laughs> like, I ain't got time for your shit. <laughs> and, it's, and it's me, right? So I know I'm on bullshit when I suggest the truck. I'm a crazy person. I know damn well what I'm doing. I'm about to stress Troy out, right? <laughs> so so when I don't do it, I'm giving Troy a break. I'm giving Troy a break. Oh, I'm getting a break. Okay. Okay. I ain't trying to stress Troy out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do both things now. I'm gonna do both things now. I, I'm I'm rereading. So okay, I'm already rereading the X Men shit. So whatever, I, when I pick up whatever I'm doing after the X Men shit, whatever my next classic run is, I'm gonna also write like like a, a real time like hip hop battle rap shit for the characters involved and send that to Troy. So now we need Luke to be paying attention so he can come up with beats for this shit. <laughs> Luke's trying to figure out what shirt he looks best in and shit. I see that motherfucker online on Twitter. Luke's Twitter account every other day is like Luke just doing a different pose in some other swank-ass collarless shirt. <laughs> I don't know who the hell Luke is. You know Starchild Luke. Which is, his Twitter name used to be Starchild Luke. It's not Starchild Luke anymore. No. He made our theme music. My boy, our boy in, in, in the UK. What, you what never, is, you never met him. Yeah, he was. He was. Jeff never met him. Oh, okay. I'm like, I have no idea. No, no, Jeff, you never met him. No, no. He oh, lives. Okay. He lives in the UK. You've yeah. ne you never met him. But that's my motherfucker. He cool as shit. He made the beats and shit for the old stakes as high. Yeah, yeah, like the first couple, like maybe three or four episodes. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And then I just couldn't loop the thing into the. I still think of him as our like beat producer. <laughs> in how beats yeah by Luke in, in St. Albans he ain't in St. Albans but it's like I said St. Albans to him when he was in the shop one day he was he was visiting and he knew where St. Albans was and I felt like oh shit we're speaking the same language well I don't know shit about the UK I named one goddamn suburb <laughs> I thought you were doing something Right, like somebody, somebody comes to America and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know." So Queens, oh, huh? yeah, right. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Brooklyn. And I'm like, "Oh right. shit, yeah, Brooklyn." You say Tulsa? Yeah, yeah, I know Tulsa. Yeah, we do the Queens. I live, I live closer to Tulsa than Miami. Yes, yes. <laughs> that thing, you know, oh. entirely. All right, you guys, we did the damn thing, man. We, we did the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Man. So, you know, hour and a half of, of, of nothing but pure content right here. Absolutely. Pure content. Nice. Good shit. So, oh, ladies man. and gentlemen, this has been your favorite podcast. Stakes is high. 
the Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I've remained Troy Hunter over here live and direct from Southside Chicago, up in the pet up in studio, as we call it. Um, broadcasting. Appreciate y'all. Go on, speak, speak your thing, though. I'm your boy at Doc Midnight, Terry Gant, the owner of Third Coast Comics at 6443 North Sheridan Road. Get in there, but one at a time. <laughs> and I remain COVID free. <laughs> Jeff Smith selling his operational anti patterns DevOps solutions book on Amazon. Get it because you don't want to be left out in the DevOps cold. You really don't. Come November. At some 3rd. point, all we going look, look. If this if this COVID shit breaks worse. Come February, all we're going to have to eat is DevOps. Oh, I you need to know. I forgot about that fucking cameo video. Hold up. I'm about to share that shit. And then we're going to outro it out. <laughs> what? Oh, Best use, you guys know what cameo is, right? Yeah. Is this, is this Hasselhoff? Wait. Is, is that not David Hasselhoff? That is Hasselhoff. Okay. I got no sound on it, but. Oh, you ain't got no sound? Nah. I don't, yeah, I mean. You're literally about to take your shirt off this shit. It's like a porn shoot. What are you doing to me, Jeff? All right, hold on. I'm hold on. Shirt off. If you ain't got the sound, it ain't the same. Is it? Really? What the hell? I can hear it. Why can't y'all hear it? Well, God damn it. This is what COVID does. Super producer Jeff Smith, Bobby Digital. It's been so he's long. Not, he's not Bobby Audio. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> he is not Bobby Audio. I'm not Bobby Audio or Digital. <laughs> Still no sound. Nope. No. And he keep reaching for that shirt, so I'm getting mad worried. I don't need to see that motherfucker's Thanksgiving turkey-ass chest. <laughs> I'm having technical That motherfucker's about to reveal all the spam. I don't, I don't know if you're able. Are you really able to? Like, if you play a thing, like, do you hear it? He no. gets like 30 seconds. He gets, like, he gets 30 yeah. seconds. It's funny. I thought we had heard it. Wait, uh, flavor. Oh shit, flavor! Yeah, yeah. Flavor must be calling him out on his spam ass chest. Well, what's tough is he doesn't know what he's saying, so he's talking about the Kubernetes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mad, confused. <laughs> he's talking about the Kubernetes. He's just reading the shit that's on the script, right? Without understanding it. He was like, yo, I don't know if I did it right, but hopefully I brought it home for y'all because I don't, I don't know what the hell. This is the weirdest shout-out I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so, what is he supposed to be doing? So he's, th this dude wrote a script for Kubernetes and was uh, getting these dudes on Cameo to... Uh, What's a Kubernetes? Uh, <laughs> it's like a, it's a uh, cluster manager, but like it's hilarious oh. because I'm going to go ahead and post it on our video. I kind of understand what that is. But uh, it's just hilarious to hear these dudes doing this shit and having no idea what the hell they're saying. Uh, and the third person they got on there is Carol Baskins from fucking uh, Big Cat Ranch. Yeah, the murder yeah. show. Yeah, that, I, that I'm not watching. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh man, that is one thing 2020 gave me was fucking Tiger King. Man, that shit. That shit was off the wall. It gave me the Power Rangers. I want to I'll give it that. <laughs> Guess what, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He said, I'm gayer than a $3 bill, damn it. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Yeah.
Yeah, we'll holler at y'all in a couple weeks, people. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, unless life, you know. And uh, I'm gonna figure out a new sound next time. Too. This is this is me being optimistic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, in a couple weeks is the election. So like I we gotta have an election. We should do that shit live coverage. We should have no. election day coverage. The election <laughs> night. We should make an election oh. night fucking podcast. No. Cause I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, be, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm yes, exactly. Well, we're drinking during the podcast any damn way. No, well, I, I ain't, I ain't got nothing today. You the one with the drink. Okay. Yo, we need to do a drinking election night podcast. Yeah. No, we don't. Where, I'm Jeff. I, I'm, I'm, no. Are you with it, Terry? I'm with it. <laughs> Cause you can't go to a bar and watch it. In 2016, I was at, I was bar 63 down the street from the shop. And I thought for sure Hillary had that shit in the bag, and she should have had it in the back because she did have it in the bag. And let me tell you, the mood kept changing all damn night. Man, it's a miracle I didn't walk my ass home from that bar. I don't eat. I don't eat that. I don't eat that. One other thing before we go, and maybe I just missed it. Are there any like black home improvement TV shows, like some black home and garden type shit? Well, so there's there's definitely the Black Food Network shits. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I'm talking like the home renovation joint, no, right? Because uh, that shit needs to happen on cable. No. And, 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 yeah, and I'm, I think I think they're like there are a couple YouTube. Yeah, I can think of a lot of black guests, and and times in which the Property Brothers have done homes for black people, the times in which uh, my man Mike Holmes has done homes for black people, but I've not seen one in which black contractors. No, I need right. black and here's, contractors, and here's, black here's designers. Why. Here's what I think part of the issue is. A lot of the shows that I see on HGTV doing the home possession are all Canadian. That's right? So right. like they're all Canadian produced. And while while we know there are black contractors that are worth their weight in gold, right? We know they exist. If, if it's got to come through Canada and like everything's based in, in Toronto on some level, even when Mike Holmes is doing some shit in North Carolina or Miami, if the show is still produced out of, out of Toronto, then it becomes a little difficult to find who's the 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 the, the Canadian contractor who's a black family owned something something, right? They can give you that content in that way. So then you start looking at like, okay, who's who's doing the shit in the states? And what the cable TV networks have told us is black people make barbecue. They don't secure your foundation, right? So we are dealing with a different level of bullshit, but that's the problem you're facing, right? I think that shit would be so gold. I, 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 I mean, I because I don't think you're wrong. Sure, I mean, I'm sure you're going to have a different set of problems as a black contractor, you know, depending on where you are, and you know, you know, and and, and, when, and the kinds of the trying to fix it right to do it right. So re- keep in mind now, like you can't. None of these shows can really shortcut it. Right? The whole point is we're fixing problems somebody else already fucked up on all these right. shows. And you're doing it to code and you're doing it to last. And when you're dealing with a certain segment of the population, you just bought a home, you got a fixer upper, you want it to last, but you also, your budget ain't right. some other people's budgets. <laughs> you can't be on TV talking about, well, we're going to go open concept and we're going to show up your foundation and we're going to solar power you and you'll never leak and we're going to deal with those termites that you had and we're going to fuck your neighbor's trees all up because they need to be fucked up. You know, we're going to we're going to we're going to spray foam your entire structure. <laughs> if you go to my mom and you tell my mom we're going to spray foam her fucking her, her all the way down to the studs and rebuild her shit, my mom's going to be like, it's going to cost me what? 
are you gonna go to work for me? Right. Oh. Know what I mean, like that's where you at. So like you you yeah. Watching them shit fuck me up. My mom bought. It. My mom has a, the house she's living in now. She had some contractors come through and do a thing for her. She wanted a bedroom. Sort of. She wanted basically more space added to her entry, but it required her to lose a bedroom. But she's living basically more or less by herself, so she didn't need this extra room that my aunt had who previously owned the house. So she needed these contractors to come in, close off the one door, but knock down a wall to expand the entryway into what was a bedroom. So she did that mm. thing, but I'm sitting in her in her living room, and I can I know I've been in this house a million times. It's my aunt's house, my great aunt's house, and I'm I'm looking at this wall where the door used to be, and I can still see where the door used to be, and I'm like, Ma, you have a problem here, and she's like, No, nah, it's fine. But they they closed it all up. They closed it, but they opened it over here. I'm like, But they they. I, I can see where they did the work. I shouldn't. It should be a seamless wall, right? And she's like, oh, it's fine. Mm. And let me tell you, if it was us, we'd be like, y'all ain't leaving. Right, right. Why, right. why, yep. why is everybody's tools getting I will up? I will slash every tire y'all got. <laughs> right? No, yep. no. We're not, we're not doing that. What are you we're doing, We're not man? done. We're not done. <laughs> Put the tools down. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's the plastic guy? Who the plastic guy? Where you at? Right, where you, know, you at? I, I, yo, plaster man, I'm going to tell you right now, I know where your kids go to school. I know your mama name, right? I know where, I know where your grandparents go to church, motherfucker. Get up there and fix that shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? <man. laughs> this is why you don't have black people with, with, with contractor shows on HGC. And, that, and that's exactly why I want it. And that's yes. why I said it had to be on cable. I yes. want that realness, right? It's gotta be okay. Right. I want that real motherfucker. What? <laughs> what are you doing? No, no, no beep. No, none of that. Right. And again, you're not also to Terry's point. You're not getting the yeah. I'm a yoga instructor, and he like right. that's some nebulous business stuff. Yes. Right. And it's one point four million. No, right. No, nah. Because nah. because if, if my several... wife and I, if we if we buy a house and I gotta have a contract to come in and do work, my shit's gonna be like, listen, man. I'm gonna sit this D20 on the floor and it better not move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I guess the other thing that kills me too is like, what is it, what is it about like like 95% of the audience can't afford anything on those fucking shows? Yes, but we like, it's the transformation. It's the transformation, it's the whole and like, it's aspirational. Like you're yeah. supposed to be looking at that being like, ooh, when I get my condo, I'm gonna knock every wall down too. I mean, I watch cooking shows the same fucking reason. But you you could theoretically go to Whole Foods and buy a piece of fucking salmon, right? Like, you ain't going into Lincoln Park and getting a $2.5 million house and then renovating it with an extra million on top of that because you do yoga and run various businesses, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got your husband just wants to be closer to work. So right, three four five million yeah. dollar condo, but it turns out your husband lives in Schaumburg. I mean, he works in Schaumburg. So right. Like, oh, oh, we're closer now. No, right. you just want to be closer to the Cubs, motherfucker. We really needed the helipad. Just admit, pad, the, just admit so. it. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. So every time I sit down to even partake when my wife is watching this, she's like, "Oh, just watch this transformation." I just can't get over the frustration I have about like, how the fuck are these guys doing this? Right, like. Which is why when you watch the one show based in Chicago, 
and they come through and they buy the spots in like Logan Square. Oh, like, when you like rehab? Yeah, you're watching that shit and you're like, wait, y'all about to put what in that house? Who, yeah. who, who's, well, oh, 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 you're, you're above budget. Oh, now you really, you're, you're, you're pressed to really have to sell it, are you? We know you are. We're Chicago people. I would right. have done that. So I've never watched the show, but it's been in the news. I guess they're having all types of uh, funding drama between the two partners. Yes. So dude has been like, you know, on the low, like stiffing contractors and, yes, you know, taking out personal. Yeah. So I, I almost want to tune in just for that. But then when I hear that they're doing episodes together still, that's when I was like, see, this is why we need a black show, right? Because ain't no way in hell <laughs> you got $200,000 missing yeah. and we going on and doing a show yeah. with some other family, right, renovating their house, right? Where right? Ain't no way you having an episode where the whole episode ain't about that argument. Yep. You might get a whole season out of it. <laughs> we fighting in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> Repeatedly. Right. You already, you already at your boy's throat about him talking about putting in money for pizza at the D&D game, but you at the third damn D&D game and you're on the third pizza. You can't remember him dropping a thotch. Right. Right? <laughs> you ain't having it over no housing renovations. Damn, you know? I want a pizza now. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm, I'm, or whenever the, your Atlanta Falcons lose a game next, order pizza. <laughs> they lose every time they step on the field. No, they won today. Even when they win, they lose. <laughs> when they win, yeah. they lose. They fuck it up a draft pick. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's what's happening. Every time the Atlanta Falcons win, your draft position changes. And it looked like they wanted to lose this one because they was handing them out. And then I look and it's 40 to 23. I'm like, well, damn. You let them score like 20 unanswered or something? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, you just had a big enough lead this time where there was, just wasn't enough time for you to fuck no, up. Yes. <laughs> the other team wasn't even trying. And right. you snatched the victory out of that shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> How like, hard? You worked man. hard to win by 20. Worked hard. You should have just fucked that right up. Bears was out there trying to give shit away today, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see yeah. the interception? It was like, not, they, yeah, man, they man. interception on like the, the Carolina 20. Your man, uh, freaking Nick Foles was like, oh, I got this. Don't worry. Went out there, threw a pick the first play. <laughs> first <laughs> play after the turnover. You know, that whole defense was walking out there looking at the bench like this mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is the shakiest five and one team I've ever seen in my life. It, well, it's, it's, a, yeah. Yeah, you, you aren't wrong. <laughs> you aren't wrong. Because the thing that gets it is everybody wants to be like they're five and one, and some people are like no, but they suck at five and one. It's worse than both of those things. It is you haven't played a great team yet, and when that happens, you might lose by sixty. Because <laughs> a couple, remember a couple years ago they got beat by fifty in like three straight games. <laughs> you forgot. That's how you got Matt Nagy. Defense right? was gas. Like you, you are headed there. If you're a Bears fan, if this team has to work that damn hard to get 23 points, think right. about that. You got 23 points and you can't name the star of your offense. 23 right? points and you have like three turnovers too. Like, or something and like that. there's going to be a point here where what's about to happen is you're going to run into a good team on a roll and you will not, you're going to get exposed. And I think that's what people are really upset about. When, right. when Le'Veon Bell signed with the Chiefs, I was like, mm, it's a problem. Like, the Bears should have jumped all over Le'Veon Bell. 
Oh, right? so I read a great article about that. The reason why they tried to, it was all on Bell because Bell's situation is this is a contract year for him, right? He's got to yeah. he's got to perform. He's got to show out, right? So you can't yeah. go to the Bears, right, right with a weak rushing attack, yeah, right? Because even on a great year this year, he's probably not getting a big deal, right? He's getting yeah. a so it was it was really a numbers game for him. So he's like, well, if I go to the Chiefs. I can fall into 70 yards a game by accident. Yep, he really can. He can get out of bed at 70 <laughs> yards, yep. Because as soon as he signed with them, I was like, this dude is cagey as shit. <laughs> like, like it, it's it's Patrick Mahomes going to be throwing balls behind his back, motherfuckers, and, like, scoring 30 points, right? Like, Le'Veon they don't they don't need Le'Veon Bell there. Right. They, they really don't. The uh-huh. Bears, on the other hand, man, they ain't got Tariq Cohen, and they weren't using him right to begin with. You got right. one back that every time you see that dude in the game, you know they're giving him the ball. Right, right. Yeah. This, right. this, you needed someone with skills who can show the rest of this offense how it's done because he's already done it at a high level consistency. Consistent. And, and is the Cordell Patterson at running back thing working out? Because it seems like every time he's I look up, back. I'm he's like, not, I don't. Why, why? Why? He's not a running back. So, so here's his Cordell Cordell Patterson's problem. Um is that for as skilled as he is when he's doing a thing with the ball, if you treat him like a runner, he runs high. He runs like Troy would run with the football at 6'3", right? <laughs> and somebody just runs up and just hits the man, right? He, he's not – Troy, you ain't low on the shoulder, dude. Like, you you, you don't want to get hit. Let's admit this. Troy, you don't want that. You don't want the smoke No, you miss- a little map. No, you missed Troy back in his in his wide receiver days playing in during metal and because and, because and in, in your in your in your wide receiver oh, days oh, you ran past the people you were taller than you stretched out and you caught a ball. Quarrel Patterson I runs Charles like down. a wide receiver. I put the shoulder down. Good and high, and he went was the than me. No man win, right? No man win. <laughs> They up high. They up high because they expected all oh, the big man. You know, he just, I just hug the big man. I get low. I'm now. I'm below their level now. I've yeah. I've trucked many a many a small five foot nine kid. I've offended Troy's entire status. <laughs> shit, Troy's about to tell me about his glory days of playing Troy, Hillgirl. Troy's Troy, like, I'm a man. goddammit. it. <laughs> Troy, Dave, you ain't gonna talk to me like that. You're sunning me. Don't you understand? You forgot what it was like. I played on gravel. <laughs> That's Cordero Patterson's thing. You can't put him at running back because he doesn't run like a running back. You know, he, he's, he's, he's an awkwardly sized ass dude who's got skills in the open field, but you can't, you can't run him into people. But he's also a dude that, like, once he's in that position, everyone's like, okay. 84 is in the backfield. I wonder what's happening. Yes. Remember, um, and, and let me tell you, look at the look at the Bears offense. Look at the Bears offense and ask yourself, how many of these guys that the Bears pull out on offense who someplace else, wherever they were, it was some gimmicky ass shit. And now the Bears are just trying to make it work. Right? And they keep trying it over and over and over again instead of just drafting the best damn athlete out of position every damn year on offense and letting them go and do work. The John Shoop wide receiver screen. Oh my god! And, and this is where we're at. This is why they're where they're at. And I'm not. I'm not sad about it. Yeah. You get what you get. You get in. You get out of it what you put in. Yep. That's it. Save us defense. Yeah, you're screwed. Well, the day they weren't as screwed. 
Yeah, today the, the defense was like, all right, we'll save you this time. <laughs> but just Who's up next? Time. Right. The Saints, I believe. Uh, I think it's the Saints on Monday night so, or some yeah. shit. And, and the Saints aren't having a good year. But let me tell you, motherfuckers wake up playing the Bears on Monday night. Drew Brees got to be licking his chops. Well, if he get if he can get if he gets past the four up front and Kamara, the linebackers gonna cut Roquan Smith on Kamara all day. Hmm. But you know you also got five wide receivers. But if you can get the breeze, like this thing, if you can get the breeze, then shut it all down. What kind of game is the defensive line trying to have? Oh, it ain't this. It's it's the Rams. Oh, they get the Rams. All right. But the Rams are getting hold right now, so that's nothing. <laughs> so the Rams are getting hold. They are. just go on the Rams right now, so. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> go for the money. Green, go for the honey, green for the money. Oh, <laughs> it is. Uh, well, Troy, you think about that. Uh, you you think about that election night podcast. Just, just I'm, think it over. Actually, no, no, you do it. You do it. All I'm right, probably, I'm probably gonna go to bed early. Jeff, Jeff, we'll do we'll do like a, a special edition thing. That's, that's where we just man, man. We, we won't even call it stakes is high. We'll be like, you know, stakes is nigh. <laughs> All right, y'all. Deuces. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to y'all later on. As my girl Beth would say, turn into the love. That's a different thing. Don't worry, I'll explain it later.